Ebony, Ebony, Ebony. Ebony. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. We're back. It's been such a long time. Yeah, I had to get a couple of things in order, which still aren't in order, but I'm working on it. Uh, That's an everyday struggle. This is Casual Urban Conversations, and this is a casual urban conversation that pretty much I know people are having. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So me and Ebony were talking and we were talking about um, the Steve Harvey, I'm sorry, Lori Harvey situation. And basically, is she a hoe? And does she get it from her mama? So let's talk about the hoe gene. Fact, fiction, or myth? Um, So I'm going to get a lot of, I, I don't know. I don't have any daughters and some of the stories that my mom has told me about stuff that she's done and then looking back at stuff that I did when I was younger, <laughs> um, I would say it's 50-50 for me. It's, it's fact and it's also myth because I think if you're raised in an environment to believe something or certain actions are acceptable then of course it becomes normalcy but how many people rise above bad situations you know what i'm saying so i think yeah if your mama was a hoe and you've ridden her hoeing all your life then you probably gonna be a hoe but if your mama was a hoe and it disgusted you in most cases like it does like we i have sons it's kind of like the you know the monica the busted challenge and her son was like you ain't busting nothing you somebody's mama so For me, it was like I didn't really have the opportunity to slide that far into my hoisms because I had sons and I was cognizant of the fact that I couldn't have men running in and out of my house. So I think if I hadn't have probably had sons, I probably would have been a little wilder than I was. But um, as far as Lori Harvey, I just it's a sad situation. Um, Her mom. From what we've allegedly, from what we've heard, I don't know if it's, I've heard brothers, I've heard first cousins, either way, disgusting, not acceptable at all. That's stuff that white people do. Um, Black women generally do not date brothers, cousins, uncles, fathers, and sons. I mean, we just, that's just, it's it's level six. So let's do it this way. What is a definition of a hoe or whore? What would you say that, that, that the, the, the real definition? I just think it's somebody, for me, in my situation, I would say a young woman lost. That's or I mean, an old woman lost. I mean, or, an, hell, yeah, or an older woman who, who is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, older women who are stifled and stuck in a place, too. I guess that would be, you know, but. I just think I think it's women who are lost, women with low self-esteem, women who don't know their worth. I mean, and we've both been there. I mean, I've been there. I've been, you know, just somebody's convenience. I've been um, the main chick and knowing my dude had two or three other side chicks. I mean, it's it's levels to it. So I, I, I just think what's acceptable, what you've been taught, what you learn along the way, all kind of factors into it. But in her particular so, situation, I think it's just, it, I mean, her mama ain't shit. Steve Harvey ain't shit. Well, that's the thing. I, you know, I look into the meaning of words. Words have power as well. So the, the definition 
the dictionary explanation of a hoe or a whore is a, is a prostitute, a woman who has sex for money. Right. Our definition in the hood, because ain't nobody got no money, is a woman who sleeps around freely. And it could be for money. So, I mean, so, I mean, it, it, that, that right there kind of, you know, we can see that if what, uh, what's her name, Marjorie, if what they say about her is true, then that will make her a prostitute or a whore because one of the reasons she probably was sleeping with the cousins, brothers, they were both drug dealers, drug dealers, and they provided her a lifestyle. So that is, you know, that's, that's, that's a a whore. I mean, but what is her daughter doing? What 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 are you getting from these men? I mean, let's you know, this girl, this this how old is she? Twenty, maybe twenty-five? Twenty-four, twenty-five, yeah. Okay. Look at her body count. And and let's let's okay. let's be fair. Let's be fair. That's she, to say that she's sleeping with all of these people. Well, let's I, just girl, now come on, Ed. We we okay. Let's do it this way because I posted about it. Look, future the football player, Diddy, Diddy's son, Al B. Short son, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Now, like it's it's a it's 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 kind of like a and and what other bloggers have said it's a circle. I posted before I knew who she was. I just saw the post and I saw a a young woman look like she was having fun with several men. Now, from what I saw, it said that she was not a hoe. She was a woman out there exploring her options. Now, before I knew who she was and what she did, that's what I posted. And I didn't, I'm not going to say I got blowback, but I got a lot of um, opinions and a lot of comments about it. And they were like, well, she's sleeping with this. She a hoe, she this, and she that. Okay. Before I knew that, it was me looking at a young woman who was basically living her best life and not settling down and not committing. That's that's what I took from it. Now, yeah, we pretty much know black folks don't really date in that sense where we go into the movies and we trying to get to know each other. We trying to we, most of the time we trying to get to at least know your middle name so we can fuck. Well, I don't know, Ed, because I I can say that I have slept with people that I don't know they middle name. <laughs> Yo, true story. Certain person. I knew. I knew they. I knew. I knew their name, but I knew that wasn't their real name. And I mean, all honesty aside, you know, right before the act was committed, I'm like, uh, "What is your real name?" And I mean, does that make me a hoe? Well, I mean, a hoe is a look. Yeah, and look. And fast forward, that was almost seven years ago, and we still, you know, right. But still, my thing, okay. So I'm gonna look at it like this. I'm gonna look at it like this. So when I was in school, and um at DeVry, and you know the story of my friend, and I met him in a club, and he told me he had a woman. Now I was 22, 23 years old, but this was like not 2003, maybe 2002, 2003. Fast forward to 2021, I don't have a sexual relationship with this man, but holidays, I get a text. He might call when my son was playing AAU up in the Chicagoland area. He would come by the hotel. We had drinks. Like, so it started off kind of in as a hoation. 
You know what I'm saying? It was a whole type situation. It was me dealing with this dude because he was a drug dealer. He had a club, but I knew he had a woman. But at the same time, I accepted all of that because he was taking care of me. So, I mean, so is that is that being a hoe or is that um, it's a it's a situation shit. Okay, is that being a hoe or is that being what they call a? I guess a, well, I mean that I mean the word hoe is synonymous with so many things that has to do with black. Because yeah. it was, I mean, at that time, it wasn't like I was in need of anything. It was just, okay, well, if you're going to do this, then that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm going to school. I'm kicking it. Me and my friends in the clubs. We Monday night cotton club. Like, we, we in school. I'm in college. We having a good time. So, I'm not really tripping, you know, I guess. But at not at older, at 45, I'm like, I don't want nobody's man. Like, I don't like to share. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I think as we evolve. Oh, so maybe. Corey Harvey just hasn't gotten to that point and, yet where we and are. That's what I'm Remember, saying. we as we evolve, then we have to as see, we evolve, we have to see what happens. But right now, for her, it's not a good look because it's so public. You know what I'm saying? And she's a beautiful girl. She's a beautiful girl, and I'm sure that a lot of people want to holler at her. But I feel like because she's a beautiful girl, because of who she is, because of her status, she has to be picky in the people that she chooses to deal with, and just because you're dealing with somebody, I mean, it don't have to go on Instagram. Like, half these dudes we wouldn't even knew about if she wasn't so public with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, me personally, oh, I, if, sure. I was, if I was Lori Harvey, I probably would have messed with Future, but wouldn't nobody never would have knew it. He's a deadbeat. I mean, but then, I mean, that's just, like, that's the culture we live in now. You want to post, you want to show, you know, and that's, and that's a thing. That's just the thing. We want people to see what we doing. We want people to see either the real or the fake. We want people to see how we really get what is that, And that's a, that throws into play what how much of what she shows us is real. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people said Diddy was like a mentor. She wanted to sing or whatever, whatever. I looked at it as another Cassie situation. He done found him another little young. Were they really dating or were they just pictured together? But you know what I'm saying? And then they were seen not. together. And then she was seen with the son, that's so that's why I'm like, maybe it was more of a mentor relationship, and she was dating the son, but it was inappropriate yeah, for her to be out and about and seen with the father. You know what I'm saying? She didn't think that through. But then again, what are we doing? We're talking about her. Sometimes any type of mention. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a situation, definitely. Exactly. So there we go. An attention whore doing shit for attention. I'm going to just say this. I follow somebody on Facebook that has been in a relationship for 15 years. And when I say this man has done any and everything he possibly could do to this woman, they have, where I live, they are of status. They own a nightclub. Um, and I, I just feel like she's probably maybe 41 or 42. I feel like and he's younger. He's like 36 or 37. But I just feel like at what point do you grow out of that phase? Like it, it she she'll post when they in Chicago at Ruth's Christian, my bae, and I love him. And then next week it's a fucking nigga. I you ain't getting no more chances. And then y'all back in love again. So it gets to the point where you like at a certain age, you like, it might be cute. Them little young girls think it's cute. Let's get a nigga for a bag for some bundles. Let's but then when you go home at night and you got that bag and the bundles is, is installed and 
you you with yourself thinking about what you had to do to get all of that, does it really is it really worth it? But then again, is that isn't that a form of being some type of whore or some type of prostitution because you basically selling yourself cheap for a exactly. lifestyle? So, well, at, at, so, so I, I mean, at this point, you can't. You, I call bullshit. You can't say you a victim for something that you allowed to go on. You know, you know my situation. My youngest son's right. dad was a drug dealer. I can now say a lot of things that I used to think he's so wrong. He doing me so. Why he doing me like this? Really, why was I allowing him to do it? You know what I'm saying? And that's accountability right there. Because, hey, you know, I, I have not been in the best situations. And at some point, it's like, I have to be accountable for what you allow exactly. will continue. But in my situation, again, you know, it's funny because after being years apart, we ended up back together, are still currently together. And I remember having a conversation in that first year that we were back together. Um... We had a little tiff about something. I don't know if he was inboxing somebody. It was something um, to do with another woman. And I was like, I'm not going to go through this again. People already think I'm stupid. And he kind of stopped me and was like, you don't think people think I'm stupid for messing with you? All the shit you done did? Like, you done stole my money. You done fucked around with niggas. I'm, you know, it's like, and I had to really think about it because I was like, wow, here I am playing the victim, but not acknowledging that I have caused pain as well. So I think you just have to get to a point where you grow up and you figure out what's acceptable for you. Now, I'm not, like I said, at this age, I'm not sharing. We both know people in situations that they man out here, they marry, they um, they attach, they entangle, but they man out here with Sue, Sally, and Jane, and that's okay for them. And, and if, if it's okay for you, then it's okay for me. But me... Being me, that's just something I don't want to deal with anymore. It's not my right. idea of right. um of a happy home. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, she's young, and and she is in the spotlight. So people are paying attention to her body count. And like I said, allegedly, because she could be. These dudes could be liking her. She could be seen with them, but maybe she's not sleeping with all of them. But again, then you have to still be mindful of, because your rep, your word, your reputation is everything. So I feel like if she's not sleeping with all these men, she doesn't have to come out and say, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I think going forward, she needs to be mindful of the company she keeps and how public she chooses to have those interactions. Because like I said, I I probably would have messed with Future, but would nobody have ever known about it because he's a deadbeat. I mean, what what type of woman? He would have been a night fighter. Where first of all, I mean, it's only a couple of things I'm gonna be dating you for. It's future, I'm saying. And let's just be honest. And we gotta we gotta stop acting like women don't think like men. We ain't trying to marry everybody we sleep with either. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that we need to put out in the air. And we need to understand that a lot of times it's not about being a hoe. It's about just being comfortable with your sexuality and liking variety. That's the case. That's that Because, I mean, it is what it is. But what I really wanted to talk to you about is, or the question I wanted to, to put up, put out is, seeing as her mother has the reputation that she has, Let's talk about all the times young black girls have heard from their mamas 
and excuse my language, you know, I don't use this word a lot. As long as you got a pussy, you should never be broke. How many times have we been told that? Not, not just by our mothers, but by any people, because I've been told that before. As long as you got a pussy, why are you broke? So are you telling me to sell it, to have money? Pretty much, yeah, right? And this is a line, this is something that black girls have grown up with pretty much their whole lives. You ain't got no money. You know, you got that, don't you? So isn't that kind of setting girls up for that prostitute or that whore culture where basically, sorry, you know, it's the dog. Basically, if a man ain't got no money, he can't have no sex with you or he can't, he ain't got no time with you. Hello. Yes, I don't know what happened, but this is part two to the whole gene. And I want to pick up where we left off with the question. Um, how many of us have heard from older women? Um, as long as you got a pussy, you should never be broke. Well, um, I know I well, heard it. I, I will say this. I didn't get it quite as crude, crudely as some people did. Now, I have friends who I've heard their parents tell them that. I was told at 12 years old I had a pot of gold between my legs and I shouldn't be going around giving it away for free. So in a slicker uh, way of saying, it was pretty much the same thing. And then as I got older, when I had boyfriends and they lived with me or we lived together, my, my mom and daddy didn't play that. If you got a nigga laying up over there with you, you shouldn't be calling me for nothing. So yeah, I mean, we've, we've heard that, but but that didn't, that didn't make me use... Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Where you go? Ebony. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I don't know what happened. Okay. So, what did you get it? Did you get what Are I said? Um, the last thing I heard you say was about the man. If a man living with you, what you calling me for? Right. So I did, I don't think it taught me to use my sexuality as a come up. It was it was more to me knowing your worth. And even now as an adult, I'm not gonna be with no man that's not providing and paying bills. Like I don't believe in that. I'm sorry, and I'm, I'm probably I don't believe in that whole fifty fifty thing. Because if that's the case, me and you could just live together and be roommates. Like I'm not gonna do 50-50 with a man that I'm sleeping with, cooking for, cleaning up, washing clothes. Like I'm not doing 50-50. Cause you don't do 50-50 of the womanly parts of a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like I should have to split the man parts of a relationship. And that can be misogynistic or 1950s if that's what you want to call it, but that's just how I feel. And well, I feel like a lot of young girls need to know that you don't 50-50 with a man. Now, but I do believe you can come to the table. You both should bring something to the table to build a foundation together. But I don't I'm, think no woman is supposed to take care of no man. I'm glad you brought that up about the um, the male roles and the female roles, because a lot of times or like right now. The lines are like the lines are blurred. Women are acting like men. Men are acting yeah. like women. So, yeah. I mean, are we really being hoes or are we just acting like men? Well, I well, mean, I, that's one and the same because men are whores. Are all I, men? 
all men. <laughs> they have the they have the no no exceptions. Now they their holism may have an expiration date. You know, <laughs> when they when they get old and they can't hold no more. The milk is gone. I, I, I don't know a man, including my father, at some point that was not a hoe. And then so for me, there are no exceptions. Um I believe hoism is also, you know, time and opportunity. If you True. got time and it's a good opportunity, you might just be a hoe. Chris but Rock said it best. Chris Rock said a man yeah. is as faithful as his options. Exactly. But not so, only that, let's think about what's being peddled to these young girls. Well, look what's being peddled to these young girls. I mean, right now, it's pretty much use your use your body for what you you know, use what you yeah. got to get what you want. Yeah. And then and I mean and if the nigga ain't sucking and fucking me right and if he ain't this and he ain't that, then girl, you don't do this and you don't do that, and I don't gotta and he gonna give me the and I want the bag and I and girl, I be so I <laughs> you know when you Mario being twenty one, like I I I I try to stay in tune because of my boys. Like we we super jamming, so we talk and laugh about stuff. My oldest son is into music. He runs a podcast of his own. My youngest son is just a music head. So I've like sat down and listened to City Girls and Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, and I just be like, it's more of the same. You got a tall, dark-skinned yes. one that used to be a stripper. You got a short, light-skinned one that used to be a stripper. Then you got a tag team of strippers. Like I, 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 I'm just and confused as to what the difference is. And then you got mulatto. She the rich ass, rich ass bitch from from the south. Uh, <laughs> so. See, I, okay, my you know both my children are out of the house, and my daughter is not. My daughter is like a few years younger than your son, so my daughter is 25. Right. So you know she listens to it but i don't listen to it because she's not in my house so i'm a little right. bit out of touch like i didn't even know who lori harvey was and i also don't really keep up with celebrity news as much as i maybe should oh i do i'm See, not <laughs> but my but that's is, because okay. i think i keep up with celebrity news because i don't pay attention to other people other people's business like people around me friends circles yeah. like i don't that I just I've never been one to be big off into gossiping like we have our conversations about our own stuff but I've never been one to just sit on the phone or be in a circle of people who sit up and talk about people that's never been an interest of mine now when it comes to people who are in the the limelight they have agreed you know they didn't sign the contract with the Illuminati <laughs> and they decided <laughs> that they're gonna live their whole life in the limelight then I feel like your business is everybody's business. So yeah, I'm nosy. I want to know what's going on. But but you know, I'm such I'm a and I'm and I'm, this is not to say it's good or bad. But I be in my own head or I be in my own little world so much. Well, no, I don't talk about people. I barely talk on the phone. This is probably the most. Know, we both we both work on the phone. So when you work on the phone eight, nine, ten hours a day, it's like I love you, but I just only got about five minutes of conversation for you. Exactly. Um, but also the thing is, is I just don't, for one, I don't even, it's not even interesting to me because for one, that's not a lifestyle that I want. That's not a lifestyle that I desire. That's not a lifestyle that I'm interested in having. So yeah, I'll listen to it every once in a while. If it's something funny happens, like, um, and this might be old news about, was it fabulous knocking out old girl's teeth? Um, yeah, that was kind of, you know, things like that. But for me, it's some people who just live sleep and breathe other people's business right. and for one i have enough shit going on in my own life 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When this book come out, <laughs> Ooh, child, yeah. when this book come out, we need, we like, need to know? do a we need to do a a dual book. I mean, like you know, like a book set. Your your the Ebony story one, Ebony story part. Like we really need to sit down and get that together because I think people will really be. Our friendship is so unique because we are polar opposites yet one and the same. And so I think people seeing the same experiences in our life from different perspectives, because because pretty much your baby daddy and my baby daddy is the same nigga, one dark, one light, one tall, one short. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They they pretty much the same. The mentality is the same. Yeah, narcissistic, right. pretty much. Well, I don't know. And let, let me be clear. And let and you know disclaimer or anything. And this I I I don't know much about him who he is now. I know who he was. Right. But I don't know who he is now. So I don't know what his mentality is. I know what I dealt with. Right. And I'm and that's not to say we change and evolve. I mean, we evolving, so we should give other people the right to evolve too. That being said, I know what I know. <laughs> you know, uh, I'ma just say this. No, it's some walls that I, I done bumped my head against that I don't even care to walk past anymore. So <laughs> with that being with that being said, we're gonna leave that there. But um, let's talk about, so if we're talking about whole culture, because both of us have lived in Atlanta, um, I think everybody has seen what the the uh, conglomerate of Black folks accomplished over this election cycle with flipping the Senate, with flipping the White House, with flipping the state. Um, but I think it's sad that it took for a bunch of rappers, strippers, and to make y'all get up off y'all asses and move you yourself out of a slave state. I mean, it, but the way that it happened, it was it's finally time. But it was I, at the same time, I'm shaking my head like the Atlanta metropolitan area has been predominantly black for years. Never for I mean forever since Martin Luther King. So I just didn't understand how the the state was red for how that lasted as long as it did. Now, we both know, because you lived in some of the little small white suburbs, when you get 15, 20 miles outside of Atlanta, it's a whole different experience. Little white towns, they still calling you boy and gal, and you know what I'm saying? So I can understand in those areas. But it's enough niggas in the state of Georgia that y'all should have been had y'all ass to the post to affect change in life for your kids. I mean, well, then also, also get with the real and no offense to my Atlanta people, but if it don't apply, let it fly. You got to understand a lot of them people down there are the descendants of the motherfuckers that Harriet Tubman left behind. Exactly. You've been, you, you been there. Yeah. You've seen, you know, and you know what I'm talking yeah. about. It's it's like a learned helplessness. I mean, it's just like that up in the north too. Let's just, I'm gonna keep it real. You know, I have seen, I have been in a Walmart in in by your job. <laughs> um, let's just say that, and near it, near near near, we'll, we'll just say near Buckhead. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, and have heard white folks talking to black. I mean, and, and yes, up boss and. And I be looking like, who is y'all? Like, what y'all still? What 
you know, then I have to, then I, and like you said, it's a learned ignorance because I have to, I had to learn to bite my tongue because they start telling me, well, where are you from? We know you, you, you got a, you got a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, because I'm not going to be walking around here telling to these white folks. That's something that, I mean, you know what, for the most part, my experience was a lot different because of my job and the fact that um, I didn't, I, I mean, I was pretty much, I was pretty much, I was an introvert in Georgia. So the experiences I've seen, I experienced it from the birth. I mean, it's like to me, I have not seen in Chicago and I've been all over Chicago, the projects, you know, the West side, the South side. I have never seen the, le the level of ratchetness that I've actually seen down there when the image that I had in my head was, you know, everybody was, you know, these little gentle Southern Dales and, you know, and I'm not saying like, you know, my thing is, is there was always this, this Southern where they held themselves to they a higher standard. They all go get an education, but, but they all still ratchet. I live downtown what I five minutes from Spellman Clark, the most ratchet hood chicks I've ever seen in my life. Now, they will go get an education in the South. They degree heavy down there. But they still ratchet. And that was my point of bringing up Atlanta. The, 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 the attacks on the, the culture of women that just come from Atlanta, the, the big up and up the bottle girls and the strippers and, you know, just the nightlife down there and the expectations and, and you really feel like you can't go outside with your natural hair well, and, you and just be you. Now, you got to like, have weave down to your ass and you got to have on red bottoms and you got to be carrying a Birkin bag and your nigga got, you know what I'm saying? And nobody has too many people down there living exactly. like that. You know what I'm saying? So you go down However, there trying to keep up with the Joneses and the Joneses can't keep up with themselves. And that's what I was about to point out. I mean, having worked down there, I know the wages of a lot of people. I mean, not a lot of people like that, but you know what I'm saying? I know that the, the cost of living is lower down there, so the, the pay is lower down there. And for me to have, I, and I made well what was considered average out there. I still do because I'm, you know, I work, I'm still working for that place. But my thing is, is even with me, making well over what the, the average person made with one job. Let's talk about that too, with one job. I don't know how those people kept up. It's like, it was like keeping up appearances, flaunting, flaunting, you but know. I don't understand how. I'm like you, I made well they, above the average of what people were making there. When I left Georgia, I was making damn near $19 an hour. And that's well above what they paying people. So, Right. And, and I, it yeah. was a struggle. So I didn't, I don't understand. I've seen people go down there that don't have the education I have, don't have the work experience I have, don't have the background that I have. And they go, and it's like they live in, and I'm like, how, bitch? How, play? But see, it's always how? about Atlanta. It's a networking town. It's a net, it's like who you network with and who your circles are. That's what I think it is. And I'm, and I'm not, and believe me, and I'm not trying saying like it's like you know it's a whole bunch of country folks down there because it's not my thing is is i saw it's all about keeping up appearances i'm gonna stop you right like there because it is a bunch of country folks down there oh no i didn't say that but i'm saying i don't want people to think that that's what you're going to see when you go right. down there. well I, you're going to see a lot of country um but it's, it's country ratchet it's it's it, girl <laughs> But you have to understand, they do the same things that we doing. It's just right now, Atlanta's right. hot. 
Chicago hot. Chicago, Chicago's like, always been hot and will always be hot. No, no, I'm talking about as far no, as the lifestyle. I'm saying the lifestyle stuff. too because yeah. when I met people down there, they was intrigued. Like, you from Chicago? Oh my God. Like, you know, to them, it's like something. Just like we in Chicago, like, well, they kick it down in Atlanta. They think it's like it, we turn up. Like, it's, it's the shit. And you realize that that's not true in every situation once you live it. You don't know that until you go and you live it. And that's why I said, knowing as many people as I do, who have moved to Georgia, I'm like, how, Sway? How? How are you living like this? Because it was just impossible. It was rough. And I mean, it's like, I'm looking at people like literally working themselves to death, tired all the time, you know, because they have to, you know, either if like you're working all day, you're working 12 hour days, 10 hour days, or you're right. working two I jobs. Mean, we and, both rode the train, so... I had a lot of train station buddies. I would see people at 5.30 in the morning going to their first job, see them at the art center again at 3.30 in the afternoon, then change, went in the bathroom, put on their uniform to go to Popeye's, and now they're going to go to their second job. So you got kids raising themselves because their parents making $7.25, $8.75, $9 an hour. Two jobs, three jobs, and guess who raising them? The motherfuckers exactly. on the TV, like the meat, all of them like that. So that's why it's so. Uh, and I mean, I, I mean, we all do it. We all want to emulate, uh, you know, the people that we admire and shit. But to what degree? What they admire, what we admire. Like my thing is, is I love Denise Huxtable. Denise Huxtable went to college. Denise Huxtable did this. Then I saw a different world. So I wanted to be like that. We grew up watching the Cosby's and you know, actual. Professional black right. people, so to speak. But now, what? What do they got? They got motherfuckers talking about perks and pills and <laughs> right. coke and all that stuff. You know, so that's what's raising right. them. These are our children, so to speak. I mean, because all these kids are old, young enough. Well, you know, we're old enough to be most of these kids' parents and stuff. But we look at that, and then we look at what these women. Now, let's be honest. Our music kind of set the way for the whole culture. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's funny because Martin listens to a lot of old school music, even old school hip hop, 95, like, you know, 90s. And he'd be like, girl, this is good music. You know, he, he's crossed over that bridge where he is like our parents were. Like now we older and we like, oh shit, Earth, Wind and Fire and Marvin Gaye, them the jams. But when we was kids, we was like, oh my God, this, you know, and I, and our music to them, they was like, don't like pots and pans, turn that shit up. Oh, all that cussing. But now, just like we was talking about Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. I'm looking at their music the same way our parents was looking at us. Like, what the fuck is wrong with them? I mean, look, because I mean, we had little Kim. Imagine me sucking right. blood out you. You know, that was pretty, like, obviously because I remembered it, you know that yeah, it's very graphic. And then it's not wet ass pussy. <laughs> it was sexuality in our music. It was cursing and graphic stuff. Yeah, women were called bitches and hoes and stuff. But guess what? When we were called bitches and hoes, it's fighting words. Now it's I'm a bad bitch. This, that. Like you said, my wet ass pussy and things like that. Uh, however, I did hear throat babies and was cracking. <laughs> Why? Why don't they were saying the same thing? Pretty much saying the same thing, but why was it why was it hilarious for me to hear a man talking about three babies about her, you know, talking about her pocket? You know what I'm saying? Why is it a double standard? Is it again that 
Did here's a woman expressing her sexuality. I, you know what I'm saying? I yeah, couldn't. I couldn't, or, girl. When I, I told you when I seen the flyer, I was like, I was perplexed because I'm like, so if you go to the party, do that mean you saying you a throw? Because if it's throw baby Thursday, and you go to the party, do that? Are are you saying you a throw? <laughs> I'm like, how how do these little kids meet her like right? Again, like watching your reputation and protecting your name. Like, I'm sorry. It just was, I just probably, you know. This way, I'm going to go to this party and for the right price, I can be your daycare. <laughs> I'm a throw baby, I guess. Like I said, the I, I, the most graphic stuff I remember doing as far as like you know you know percolating and we was we was doing the butt and the dog and rolling but it it just everything is times ten with with our kids generation as you know because I was popping I was popping that coochie to Luke though. I mean let's I was I just said the other day I think Uncle Luke was just about to push in the envelope that was like the most graphic you could. Really, they had to go to yeah. court and they won. Remember that? Get that? You know what I mean? So we kind of, it's like, okay, we we set presidents, like, yeah, we can say what we want to say, and these motherfuckers, like, fuck y'all, we gonna do what we want to do. Yeah, and say be, what we want to say. Be whole extra with it though. They just put a whole extra extra five on it. I'm 44 years old, and in the past six months, I have used the p word more than I have my whole <laughs> entire life. I was never comfortable with saying the word. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just sound. It's like I know what it is, and it's like when you say it, you see it. So I'm like, I don't want nobody to, you know. But now I, I don't know what the hell happened. I guess I just got I'm just at the age where I don't give a fuck. Listen, I said it. I say it all the time. Now I get mad and call you a pussy. I don't care. Because. <laughs> I remember we, when I was younger, like, okay, I, I wasn't, I was like this, as a teenager, I wasn't a good hoe. I, I like Not that I was trying to be, but I mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't even use the correct term for what I was actually doing at that time. Doing it, his, his thing, my thing, or it was my stuff. I mean, it was never, I mean, and it, I guess, I guess I just got comfortable with my own sexuality. So I can use Girl, I, I don't still know. say silly stuff though. Like I just, cause it just, it just. <clears throat> I feel like I don't know. I, I coochie was always my favorite word. I just prefer coochie. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I will say, uh, and and I, I guess I'm not childish, y'all. It's just it's some things that don't come, don't that just don't sound right coming out my mouth so i say my princess my tt you know uh, my you know my cootie anything i want it like okay yeah i was when, when they was growing up i was like <laughs> yo peter wacker <laughs> and mine's like why would you ever tell us like but why would you ever tell us peter wacker like <laughs> and, I, and i had to think about it. i was like well i don't really know but you know <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but like, like, I don't know. And but then it's like you say, it also goes in what you raised around. I was raised in. I'm not gonna say that people. It's like we didn't talk about things, certain things. Like I, I'm still uncomfortable looking at people kiss and 
and and have like sex scenes in front of my parents, I, I would I get up and leave really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your relationship with your parents is different than my parents. You know, my parents smoke weed and shit, and they chill, and so everything is kind of like whatever with them. You know, we all we all scared of mom. Well, see, and like, who? you be like, you call me and be like, I know, right? I'm in, and she got to be, you know, you call me and be like, and she got the I'm, in the car, I'm in the car with mama, uh, and, I, and I got you on speaker, so just, and she start laughing, because every time you have to tell me. <laughs> Cause it be some, but see, I look and my daughter calls me. Bree calls me and be like, "Your mother has the worst mouth. You should hear the stuff that comes out of her mouth." Yeah, oh, we I, could, I mean, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I didn't heard when I heard Mama Jean stop. I was like, "Damn, all that out that little lady." Like you wouldn't think, but yeah, she she can she she can cut you to the flow. Shit, I know she just called somebody I know a pussy ass lab dog. <laughs> Ooh, I was like, Ow. look, look, that's right. Don't don't you touch? Don't you touch? Yeah, that. I know. But anyway, like speaking of my mom, I saw. I guess maybe I'm not. I put it like this: could I could have been a hoe? And let me explain that. A hoe in the word where I had um, a very high body count or I just had a real friendly pussy. That's what I mean when I say that. And the things that stopped me was, well, for one, I didn't see my mom do right. anything. My mom was a housewife. My mom had one boyfriend after her divorce. My mom was pretty much single, yeah. still is. Then I got into a relationship from the time I was 18 to the time I was 35 where, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, none of that shit counted, you know? So I think me being, but I think if I hadn't had that, like, around me, or if I hadn't been in that situation, I probably would have been a little bit more my friendly with this. Was and a, I mean, and mom I was I a housewife, working mom, too, but then I got grown and she told me stories about how my dad would sleep all the time, so she would go over this other nigga house, and then one day her car broke down and she called my dad, and he came and picked her up from the nigga house. And I just was like, in awe. I just I looked at her and was Y'all like, huh? I said, huh? Tell me that. Wait, tell, me, <laughs> tell me that again. She's like, girl, I know. I just, I was young. And I was like, you was like, you wanted to die. Like, who? You had your man come get you from the other man house? Like, who does that? Girl, <laughs> Tell, tell Mama Bird, look, I'm bowing to her. That is some, Girl, that's some player shit like, right okay, there. Yeah, see, now, uh, my dad, he just, he just was a little soft with you, and um, he still is a little soft with her, but he, he can't get it right though. So I've seen both sides of it. Now my dad is pretty, he, he pretty, he pretty now, laid back and quiet, yes. but she know when he get, he gets the hollering and get to saying the right things, she gonna go sit down somewhere. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think um, the presence or the lack of fathers has a lot to do with a girl being a hoe? Or, and, I, and I can't... It feels funny even saying no, that. No, I'm going to tell you I, why. Because my like, dad was there my whole life. And when I got grown and got to the streets and the excitement, I just became a hoe on my own. That didn't have nothing. So my dad being there, he, of course, when I was younger, you know, like when I got pregnant with little Melvin, I was 16. He was very disappointed. That, that stuck with me all my life. 
But when I got grown and was in my own space and exposed to the ways of the world, like, shit, that was just something I did. You All that stuff, you know, kind of go out the window. You, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, you old, you don't know what's going on. And they done went through all the same shit just in a different generation. And they telling you and you ain't trying to hear it. So, I mean, I don't think so. I think it does, like I said, again, and keeping you from going off the ledge, because it's some shit that my daddy would hear about me doing in the street, and he would just come to me and be like, "Really, really? This, this, this is what we doing?" So I it kind of reined me in some, and then okay. I had friends who didn't have dads who really just went way, always looking for love in a relationship. So I can see how it would have affected us. But look, it's like, okay, my, my, my dad was always around. He's still around. But it's like, you have to understand, I also had older brothers. So it's like, I pretty much was sheltered, so to speak. I still snuck around and did my thing, but my thing is, is it was very undercover. Everything I did was very undercover. covert. I think that just had something to do with being on just being being finally being a Capricorn, I just was super sneaky growing up. I I was the kid who did stuff but never got in trouble. And then I tell my mom story stuff now. She'd be like, "Go, I can't believe you." And I'd be like, "Yeah," I, <laughs> because I mean, you know, because I was so sheltered. The only way I ever got to do anything is if I stuck on and did something with them. <laughs> And I think that's the only difference between us calling these young girls hoes and the actual whole shit that we did is we didn't broadcast yeah. all over. We didn't have social media. You know what I mean? We're probably doing the same thing, but they are just more open about it. Maybe they own You know, maybe they own I mean, but we were talking you can own it, but then own everything that comes with it. I mean, because think about it. At the end of the day, you, you're not going to be 25 forever. The same thing that we're talking about now at 44 and 45. You can own it because as I got older, I owned that shit. But then you also have to own what comes with it. If your name turned to mud in the street and you'll never get that back, you'd find yourself 35, 40, 45, still ain't never had no husband. Ain't nobody thinking about marrying you. Got three different kids, four different kids, three different baby daddies. You got to own all that shit. Then you can't play victim. And what what you saying now is girls here doing all this stuff that they tell them to do it in the songs, and then when it go bad, they want to play victim. Well, now you can't play victim. Well, hold on, let's stop that there, there because I know a lot of married folks. I know a lot of people that ain't been streeted, ain't been shit in these streets, but they got a husband and everything else where it's good you girls know, out here struggling. You know what I'm saying? So, I've seen it both ways. So I guess it's just the person and the people. Every situation is different. I think it I depends mean, it's, it's on the man because you say. have some men who are attracted to worldly women and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect they that's just what they attracted to. That's why them girls winning right now. You know what I'm saying? They they winning because it's some dudes that, that's living that lifestyle that's attracted to that. But then when you get older, and that's not your lifestyle, that's not your way of life, then we find ourselves having conversations like we have it right now. Middle-aged women looking back on girls doing pretty much the same thing we did when we was that age, just not to the degree that they're doing it. That's why I always say I would never judge yeah. people 
because it's always a little truth in something that we've done, but it's just like the shocking feeling you get of how far they've taken what we started with. And it's like, okay, in 10 years from now, when your grandkids are starting to be 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, how far is it going to have gone? I mean, you have to look at, I mean, I, and maybe it's just the evolution of things. And I mean, I mean, we can look at it like that too. It's just the evolution of things where people, you know, people change so much and we've been so ashamed of everything and everything is under the cover. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe now it's just where this is what it is. You know, you have, I mean, everything else is changing. The roles, I, I mean, my thing is, is to be honest with you, and I mean, at this point, I pay paying my own bills my whole life, being on my own, taking care of everything. Even when I was with a man, that switched the roles to where I'm not gonna say I feel like a man, but I feel I have just as every I have every right to me because I'm carrying my own weight. I'm 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 provi providing just as much to myself as a man would. Maybe I've taken on the, the role that maybe I'm gonna own whatever it is. If I want to go out here and, and I want to sleep with this man and then that man, I'm doing everything a man do anyway. Well, I mean Why that's not? all in a comfortability level. Me personally, I'm old and tired, so I just can't. I just can't. I just can't see it no more. I just. For me, it's I like my settled life. Like, I like being with one person, having a, con a connection, um, the companionship of being in a relationship. Um, I'm never really alone, even when he's not here. It's like even when 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 somebody is gone and you have time to miss them, then you appreciate their presence when they're around. So for me, I just don't think I'm looking for the attention that I was looking for when I was younger. Like, I found whatever I was seeking in myself as I've evolved, and I'm just comfortable being me. And then I'm with somebody that knows me, so I can just be me. And, I can be goofy, okay. silly, stupid, crazy, and he's just like, whatever, you just doing whatever you want to do right now, and I'm just going to let you, you know, whatever. Um, so, I, I mean, it just, it worked right? for me. But I, I understand the, the thought of that because I think a lot of women, that is the driving force behind that. A lot of women are so independent that they feel like, how you going to judge me for doing what I'm doing when you're doing what you're doing and I'm taking care of myself? At the same time, though, that's where we have to start finding our way back to our roles, because I think women are so independent that we don't know how to be submissive. And then we say there are no good men, but you don't know how to let a man be a man. So then you end up running off the good men. And then the knuckleheads go knock your head upside the wall and you right back where you started. So it's cyclical. I think it's just where you are in life and, and what stage of life you're in and what, what level of maturity. So... So back to back to Lori Harvey, that's just where she is right now. Maybe she likes the attention. Like I said, maybe she is fucking all of them. Maybe she ain't. Maybe, you know, maybe it's just a photo op. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. Because the ones that I know that she was dating, 
Yeah. There was more than one photo. I don't know how many photos is with her and all the other ones or whatever. But my thing is, is that's a 24 year old woman living in this day and age. Let her be who the fuck she's going to be. Yeah, let we her did. bump her head. We all had like to. Like I said, it's just, I think it's tight. And guess what? Because you like know I said, better, of who she is. Better. Everything she does is so public. So it, it puts her in that eye of speculation where people are going to speculate and judge and say, and you know, like I said, it could be she could not have been dating all these guys. They could have pretty much been liking her and dating her and taking her out. But that don't mean at the end of the night she was sleeping with everybody. So I think you you really you can only look at what you see. And based on what we see, it just looks like she dates. And that's another faux pas because True. the way white people date. White women can be dating three or four guys at one time. They're trying to find the best fit for them, and that's okay. But if a black woman is dating three or four dudes at one time, she's what the topic of this conversation is. She's considered a hoe. It's always, but see, that's a double standard, and the double standard is that way because black right. women are always more sexualized than any other race. A 12-year-old black girl is looked at more sexually than a 12-year-old white girl. The same way a 12-year-old white boy is an innocent young boy and a 12-year-old right. black boy is a criminal that gets shot down in a damn But street. I mean, again, you got to go you got to go back to cultural and 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 gender. Hell, our daughters at 12 and 13 look like grown ass women. A lot of these white girls still growing up at 12 and 13 flat as Not a board, that. ain't got no titties. Then they get older and they be like Kardashians. They go see Dr. Kurz and then voila, poof, Pam Bean. We got uh uh we got uh Natalie over here want people to call her Keisha. So I mean it's mm -hmm. it's like I said in the beginning of the conversation, it's really just levels to it. Like you say, young hoes, it's old hoes. Yeah. It's pain hoes, it's broke hoes. I think it's environment. Yeah. It's environment. It is. I think, I mean, it's environment and it's culture. Right now, the culture is to be a hoe. The culture is to be naked. The culture is to talk about, and I mean, to me, it's a freeing thing because we they, they saying the same stuff we say to each other, just not on right. a broader, on, a, on a, the, the platform that they are. So, I mean, why are we condemning I don't slut shame. Why are we slut shaming? I say let everybody do what make them happy. Hell, I love a good host. But what I... Yeah, what well, of course. But, but... You know what I'm saying? That's because we older now and the shit is... is, is it, we we not living in that, you know what I'm saying? It's funny. So when your girlfriend call you, and, girl, we gotta we old now. That shit is funny. You know, you can sit back and talk about it. When we was younger and doing it, we was I don't remember telling my friends, girl, and we was doing this and we was doing that and all in the song and give me everything you got and come sit on this and I just don't ever remember having them conversations with my girlfriends. Like, yeah, so I called you with some pretty wild Call like, me. Girl. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you ready to laugh? Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's like this. So, is this safe to say that every woman probably got it's a little bit of hope in it? It's really just is. like it's you really said, levels to it. And that's why I said, you can't really um, 
define or classify a hoe because it's it's paid hoes, it's broke hoes, it's cute hoes, it's ugly hoes, it's fat hoes, it's skinny hoes. I mean, so if you it, it really you really just assimilating a woman's the sexuality of a woman to that woman. Cause if you take if you take the female out of it, a hoe is a hoe is a hoe. Male, female, dog, cat. What? Men fuck exactly. for somewhere to stay. Men fuck for food. Men fuck for purse. So I say this a man, a male or female thing because hell, I know some men that's been fucked their way into some nice situations. And <laughs> like, uh, what was it, Jasmine Sullivan? Girl, song? I listened Put to it. it. Down. I listened that's to the whole thing. Got to listen to it. And um, I was thinking about what you said. Some people coming up. One of my gay friends in Georgia. Girl, I used to be like. Boy, what the fuck? Like this motherfucker, he was driving a new big ass white ass deluxe edition Tahoe and shit. And this motherfucker got Cartier bracelets and living in a nice townhouse downtown. And he working at the same job as me. So I'm like, what the fuck you doing? He like, bitch. He got a whole married motherfucking man taking care of him. I'm like, huh? Wait, wait a minute. Look, wait a minute. What? That motherfucker started letting me see them text messages and breaking it down and coming back to work the next day. And bitch, yeah, girl, I was with him and we was, his wife was calling and he was a baby, I'm on my way. And, and I just was like, so this is this download shit that they talking about. Like you got a whole married man taking care of you. So, so gay hoe, straight hoe. Yeah. White hoe, black hoe. I mean, it just, you can't define and put it in a box. It's just levels to it. Because when you think about it, a lot, I mean, a lot of people use their bodies for transactions. Like, just think about it like this like you but said, your if, friend. What if, what uh, if, a or, woman you know, is, the dog in her well, house? Let's look at it from this perspective because you just went through this a few years ago. What if that a woman is just hypersexual? You, I mean, you like put me out there and I was hypersexual. Moving on. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Moving on. But my so, thing is, that's is I mean, and I'm like, I, so I mean, if a woman I, is just hypersexual, I, I if a woman wrong. just is, is in that way, like a man, she just think about sex. 51 times a day and she gotta have sex three times a day. Why would that make her a hoe if that's just now that wasn't me. I, I ain't never forgot it. Well, you know. You never just, did. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all. I'm just gonna say, okay, but I'm like dead. So with, with that, right now it's but what I'm saying I, I was is with that being said, <laughs> how, how could you then call that woman a hoe if she is just hypersexual? If she enjoys having sex two to three times a day, I mean, I ain't got the energy, but I know women that do. That is that's not being a hoe, then that's just we back to hereditary. 
All I'm saying is, you. I mean, we use we use our bodies for some type of exchange, whether we want to, whether we want to admit it or not. Like I was saying, your friend, she, you. I mean, that's an exchange in the fact that she's she's living that lifestyle that she wants. You know, and like the woman said on the hotel, you, you marry a man that's giving yourself to somebody for a transaction because you expect them to take keep you know you know to take care of you. So my thing is, is there's always some type of exchange. Not always, but the majority of the time, there's always some type of exchange. Well, I mean, if steps. that's the case, then you say who's a hoe and who's you, you a hoe in your relationship because even though it's this, even though even though it's monogamous, there's still an exchange. Now, when I have sex with my man, I don't feel like it's in exchange for anything other than each other's sexual pleasure. But then what, I mean, what do you say then if you're in a relationship and you having those exchanges? There's already things that are built into the relationship that you just, I mean, you don't have to have sex to get, have, have those things provided. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you just, it's just, you keep going down. It just, it, it turns into a bigger wormhole. I don't think we'll ever really get the answer to this question. Right. Because it, it, it splits off and, and forks in so many different directions. Right. Right. And then to everybody has and perception, you know, everybody has their own perception of things. So, I mean, you're right. Is I mean, there's never there'll never be a definitive answer as to or, far as far as what a hoe is or who's or a hoe. Not in my eyes you because know I don't or know even why. We may not even know why people are predisposed, yeah. maybe predisposed to being hypersexual. I know for me, I had to realize as I got older, being molested, you causes you to be sometimes a little um. A little bit sexualized. I mean, a little bit more, a little bit more right. giving of it. Because it's like or, if I don't, if I don't, don't if it, they're going to take it anyway. It. This is how. Right. Right. So I think are you gonna there are a I lot of different this? avenues that end up on the same street. People are hypersexualized. It could be trauma. It could be attention seeking it could be for popularity um it could be for for kicks and giggles if if you if you just like to somebody different men and do different things some people they get they get a rush just from you know being in that way like a man stop my dog I guess we're talking about sex too much because now he want to hump his pillow Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, what they talking about. And I guess that's just what it is as a, as a society. We quick to label things, whether we understand them or not, and we expect everybody else right. to go along with it because that's what we say. That's what that's what we say it is. <laughs> I say let that girl do what she's trying to do. As long as nobody's getting hurt, as long as I mean, as long as nobody's getting hurt, getting misled, is any type of danger or anything like that, I say leave her alone. Because either one way, she's gonna 
right that this is not something that she wants to do or she's going to keep capitalizing off of it can't judge her because there's some part of you in everybody's hotel boom there it is we went long tonight there it is and I mean most women I ain't gonna say there's just some women who just they they don't they don't have the experiences that we have. But most women I know, I believe that can tell you our age. Yeah. Now I was a little slow growing up, um, because I was so sheltered. I mean, Catholic school and not really being around other black kids. The neighborhood I grew up in. Um, so when I got to the street at 19, 20 years old. Everything was like exciting. It was exciting to see people outside. It was exciting to see the dudes shooting dice. It was exciting to to be on the street where the drug dealers was and hanging out and playing cars and drinking. And it was just you know it 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 kind of engulfed me because I didn't have the regular 16, 17, 18 year old experiences that other people had. Sneaking out the house, going to the club. First time I went in the club, I was old enough to go in the club. But my friends have been going to the club since they were 16, 17, 18 years old. So I was always a step behind. And I think in a lot of ways, trying to play catch up, mm-hmm. emulating what I saw in my friends that I met once I got to the street, throwing away the integrity, morals and values that I learned and grew up with and adopting this pseudo person within myself. And then as I got older, I shed that person and got back to being myself. So I think everybody did it. It's just a transformation. You're going to go through it or you're not. And I mean, I have a cousin. When we was out home, she was raising her kids. She was the best, like, perfect mom. Baked cookies, holidays. She was the perfect mom. But when she got in her 40s, that's when she started having her hotels. And she like, cause you want to go out? I'm like, girl, I can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I did this. And get, she's like, I know, cousin. I'm just, I'm so late. And I'm like, yeah, cause I can't, I, I don't do this. I don't go out every weekend. I can't, you know, that we look, we works. It was a time I could go out, come home, sleep two hours, go to work for 10 hours, come home, take a nap for mm-hmm. an hour, get up, go out again and do it all over again. I go out now. I need two days to recuperate. Shit. So like exactly. So like Chris Rock said, as a, as far as a man being faithful, a man is as faithful as his options. Maybe a girl is as bloody as her options. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And that's another I, one about um, like slut. I think I think women need to realize they are the gatekeepers. And I think that's for the good and for the bad because, like you said, women need to learn learn their worth so that they're not side chicks. And then if you don't have side chicks, then you have faithful men. If men don't have the option to go out and sleep with the girl that's bragging about how good her head is and how good her pussy is, and um, if they don't have that option, if that's not, if as women we band together and say, okay, enough is enough, then there are no more hotels. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if if we stop allowing ourselves to be used in that way, if we in relationships and we got men and we stop allowing them to cheat and women stop, 
being with men who got relationships that that's the end of hotels. But then that that went that would be the end of time because this has been going on since the beginning of time. And that's also just saying, let's just say for the fact that most, let's say that the woman, you know, as far as the cheating and everything, not every woman knows that know. her man is out I here doing what he is a motherfucker. Either you, you, you gotta be, you gotta be in tune or you gotta be super ditzy because yeah, that's, you it, know, if you don't know there's nothing, patterns change. But you know what? Sometimes we so wrapped up in our own thing. Or like you said, maybe it's like maybe yeah. it's something we never experienced. Not everybody know to look for changes and patterns. You know? I do too. Uh, we're gonna have to well, get on I the think did um, a good show today. What was the topic we were gonna do tonight? Yeah, we're gonna do that tomorrow. So oh, tomorrow distance on the coonery in because it's gonna get deep. I had an interesting conversation today and um, we we got to wake up, especially with the environment that we are in right now. We really have to wake up and and pay attention. So you have a good night, friend. Good night, everybody. And we would look and Nino right, punching on his bone. And Mr. then came home from Sam's and it's time for me to cook. <laughs> so then I go back into my tradition, look back into my traditional role. You have to go she grab somebody. <laughs> well, I'm finna play with my dog with her, with her dead and crusty I love you. Ugh. All right. <laughs>